Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login, and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. And this episode is full of quantum vibes. You know, before I started to actually record this introduction earlier this morning in my meditation, I was really kind of dwelling in that space of quanta. And because I'm about to do a a live in-person event, and I was going over with Spirit, what would we be doing in the event? And, you know, what I do in my one-on-one sessions with humans, (laughs) because, you know, I do animal communication and teaching as well. What I do is I create a quantum resonance container, and that's actually the name of my proprietary healing modality, quantum resonance technique and I also use hypnohealing, which is also a, you know, it's, it's my own method or my own technique, um, although it obviously nothing is new under the sun. But anyway, I do create a quantum resonance container for us to dwell in and to welcome our energy to be very, very open to the shifting and changing and upgrading. And so I was doing that with myself this morning and having a conversation with spirit about What exactly is the quantum field? And what is it that I will need to channel and communicate and commune with those who will be at my live event in regards to the state of quanta? And then, you know, I didn't read or expect or know what I was going to be recording today, this introduction for this particular episode with my guest. And then here we are. It is a day full of quantum vibes. And so in case you're wondering, if you're like, well, then what is it? What, <laughs> what do we mean by quantum? It's really like the, the light fabric of all of existence. If I may put it into the, the you know, more of a f- philosophical and metaphorical term instead of, you know, something that is strictly scientific, because I'm not a scientist, even though I play one on TV and on podcast. (laughs) I'm more of an investigator and an artist. (laughs) So that's what it is. If you can imagine, visualize, imagine, even as you're breathing, you're breathing in a substructure of light. 
a fabric of all of reality that is being held with the spaces between the spaces, with within the aether, within the nothing of the all that is, that is being held together. That's what we talk about in the spiritual perspective or the philosophical perspective when we're talking about the quantum field. And so I'm, this episode, we're really kind of just dwelling in that and channeling that and feeling that and communing in that as I have this conscious conversation with my guest. So before we head into that conversation, I want to invite you to share this episode if it inspires you, if it touches you, share the podcast. And also please do leave us a review, you know, just scroll down on your app and you click those stars and write a little something that would mean so much to me and it does boost our light quotient as we're talking about quantum light and you know also if you haven't yet be sure to follow or subscribe that's really something that really helps too now i also want to invite you that to be sure to check the show notes scroll down in there there is a link for you to be able to join my newsletter and that's kind of the best way to stay on top of the happenings because i am doing if you're in los angeles i'm doing live and in-person events i'm also running many different programs of a spiritual teaching and coaching and transformation and alchemy very exciting that's the best way to stay in touch and so now let's get into these quantum vibes with my guest, Suzanne Adams, author, motivational speaker, and mentor. Suzanne Adams is creating a powerful ripple of inspiration and positivity. In addition to being a sought-after speaker, Suzanne is a best-selling author, transformational mentor, and strategist. Quantum Vibes, Suzanne's latest book, Inspired by her groundbreaking TEDx talk, which, by the way, has garnered 2 million views, Quantum Vibes is a bright and inspiring book that demonstrates how the confluence of the law of attraction, spirituality, and science can work brilliantly in your favor to deliver you the contentment and success you've long desired. Susanna is a thought leader in the field of personal development, energetics, and leadership, and she is on a mission to help you reach your highest potential and attract your dreams. Mm, I like that, attract your dreams. You know, we're dreaming our dreams, and then we want to attract the materialization of our dreams. With the, with the vibration that you're holding, which creates the magnet for the outcome, for the, the elements, for the events, for the movings of your dreams to become a physical and material reality. I like that a lot. I really like this conversation, and so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you drink in, soak in all of that positivity, and you're able to channel it into your life. So welcome to this conversation with Suzanne Adams, and I will chat with you on the other side. Well, Suzanne, I'm very excited to hear about all of your phenomenal, really life-changing, and I want to say paradigm-shifting work. So excited to hear all about it. And I haven't, we haven't acquainted ourselves yet. Sometimes people will come on the podcast, like maybe we're friends or maybe we know each other. So this is one of those fresh conversations that I'm really getting to experience along with the whole audience. So would you mind sharing with all of us your journey and uh, it's the amazing work that you're doing at this time. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here and I love these conversations and it really just landed in my heart so much when you just said paradigm shifting work because <laughs> that that is that is what I'm here to do. I'm a woman on a mission to help heart-centered leaders expand and create abundance, create success and and create mainstream conversations mm. around things that have not yet been uh, fully accepted and mainstream. And what I mean by that is understanding energetics, understanding life purpose, self-love, these things that should be taught in elementary schools, but aren't. And, you know, I had a big awakening in 2013. I call it a quantum moment. So yes. in my in my book, Quantum Vibes, I define a quantum moment as that moment in time, I'm sure you've had one. I'm sure the listeners have had one. We've all had one. That moment in time where it's like a line in the sand and like you can't unsee or like you can't unfeel what just happened. And it's like you have this new lens of the way you're looking at life and something is activated inside of you and you feel a calling. There's something bubbling up inside of you and it's like you know that there's more. And for me, this I've had several of those moments because we have them. I believe as long as we're breathing, we're growing. But there was one massive quantum moment that happened in my life in 2013. And it was kind of like, I call it like before awakening Suzanne and like after awakening Suzanne <laughs> was like before and after that quantum moment. And what happened for me in that moment was I went from a place of being depressed, a place of trying to live what I call surface level happiness and into a place of beginning my journey to true soul integration. And what happened for me was there were all of these feelings that I had denied my body from feeling, mm -hmm. denied my heart from healing because I wasn't willing to feel them. Mm -hmm. I was busy being busy. I, you know, was busy uh, searching for validation through career achievements, through romantic relationships, through shopping sprees, through you name it, anything where like, oh, I, I want that feeling. I want that feeling. And it was those mm -hmm. short term feelings and it they weren't sinking in. It wasn't giving me what I desired. And I got to this place where I was just depressed. I was depressed because things weren't working out the way that I had wanted them to work. And I started to drink a glass of wine every day to take the edge off. And mm -hmm. it didn't even feel like it was it was that that weird because it was literally like, I'm just going to wait till five. And at five o'clock, I'm going to take, I'm going to have a glass of wine or two or whatever I need. So I don't have to feel, I'm just going to like take the edge off. Yeah. And I did that every day for a few months. And this one day, which was the quantum moment day, I was sitting on the sofa, staring at the clock, waiting for, for, for five o'clock. So it was 4.59, 4.59, 4.59, 4.59, 4.59. <laughs> the divine came in the room that day mm. and held the clock for me Wow! at 4.59. It was a 10-minute 4.59. And it was long enough for me to sit there and open up to something that I had been closing off and shutting down for years. And I heard my soul, I heard mm -hmm. my higher power, my heart opened and inside of my voice, inside of my, my rib cage, my yeah. body, I heard a voice saying like, girl, what are you doing? You are meant for so much more. And there's so much more to life 
than what you're currently experiencing. What are you doing? And it was like all of a sudden, all the, the feelings that I had numbed started to come flooding up through my body, tears streaming down my face. I fell to my knees and I looked up and, and prayed and just said, show me the way I'm willing. And in that moment, I got up, I went into the kitchen, I threw away the wine and I got out Google and I started searching and I became activated to and obsessed with learning about personal development, learning about energy, learning about frequency, learning about self-love. My intuition was busting open. I was learning how to manage that. I hired a healer. I hired mentors. I, I was just obsessed. And I finally started to feel that feeling that I had been looking for, but I was feeling it from the inside out. I was connecting to my heart. I was activating a, a new level of radiance inside of me that was there all along. And I just want to say this caveat, when I was drinking, it wasn't ever like an alcohol addiction. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, there wasn't a 24-7 thing. It was a numbing. And mm -hmm. many of us numb in different ways. And so I think it's important to, to say this because many of us will numb out with hours of Netflix every day or um, shopping on the internet for hours on end or scrolling social media incessantly that's not necessarily high vibrational content, you know, for, for hours and hours. And so anyone that's listening, I think it's great to just have a moment of inventory of like, where in your life have you been numbing? Because for me, when I was able to stop the numbing, everything opened up for me, everything. Now, the caveat is I had to be willing to sit with the feelings that I had pushed down all those years. And I had to be willing to hold, you know, and alchemize the feelings that needed to come up. And so over the years, I, I created a process that was, that was helping me. I was, you know, in that, that first year, 2014, I dedicated it to loving myself. I was attending retreats everywhere I could attend retreats and it felt so good and so exciting. And I loved meeting new people that were also on path and people that wanted to talk about soul and, and life purpose and really where we're shifting and evolving as a species. It felt so exciting to me. And so then I started my career. I, I ended up writing my first book. I got a phone call from Hay House right out of the gates in 2016, uh, early, you know, late 2015. They were inviting me to be on the 2016 Hay House World Summit. I was on a speaker summit next to Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein, <laughs> 26 other New York Times bestselling authors right out of the gates. And that's when I was like, woo, this manifestation <laughs> stuff, it works. And I was hosting my own retreat, started my speaking career, and really just became a woman on a mission to start normalizing um, normalizing our soul's purpose as our as as what we are and who we do. Did I say that as what we do and who we are? <laughs> yeah. Hey, who we do is important sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, anyways, it, it was just became magic. And um, I have spoken so many different places. I've spoken for Mind Valley. I spoke on the TEDx stage in 2019. And that that talk was really really a catalyst to create a mainstream conversation around frequency and energy. And it's reached over 2.6 million people to date and it's still growing. And it's just, it's been a, 
it's been a whirlwind and it hasn't always been perfect. And there's been growth and there's been ups and downs and there's been pivots and there's been adapting to what's happening in the world. But what has been constant is my connection to my heart and my soul, my commitment to growth, my commitment to show up powerfully, my commitment to lead, my commitment to activate leaders, my commitment to continue to put out high vibrational content. And the truth is, I feel like I'm just getting started and I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. What a story. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. And I love that your quantum moment, it was, it's a moment that is, that we've passed by uh, hundreds of times. You know what I mean? It wasn't a car accident, which these are, however it comes, who cares? But it's pretty amazing that your heart opened up to you in the moment that could have passed by, like it had thousands of times maybe before. And you're so, Thank you for bringing that to our awareness. There are so many subtle and insidious ways that we numb ourselves, even mm -hmm. if it's one glass of wine. And I'm not hating on anything, but by, I totally get that. I also was having a habit of one, one and a half-ish, two, and a, you know, it's moderate. My father's a raging alcoholic, so I have that comparison. My father mm -hmm. was violent and had to start drinking at 5 a.m. At every day because he had DTs, delirium tremens, withdrawals if he wasn't drinking. So my mm. one glass looks like nothing, doesn't it? <laughs> and it isn't. There are stages of alcoholism or whatever usage of anything that is more or less pronounced. But if it is interfering with your feeling of your heart, then it's not helping. Yeah. And I mean, to be clear, I do drink. I do. I drink. I'll have a, I love a good skinny margarita. I love an amazing glass of champagne. Mm -hmm. I love a good yeah. bottle of wine, but there's Absolutely. a difference in like, mm, let's enjoy Meeting an it. amazing meal and have mm -hmm. a celebratory glass or like, like let's cheers to something amazing. And like, or like, I don't want to feel anymore and yeah. I need something to numb it out. So I don't have to feel Absolutely. there's a big difference in that. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference, but it happens subtly. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like yes. the shift of, if you know, looking on Instagram to keep up with my friends or my profession even, you know, because obviously we use sure. social media yeah. for as a tool. But if it's a scroll hole, then we're up at 3 a.m. <laughs> I mean, maybe not even that. <laughs> I think TikTok was really invented. It's like even worse than Instagram, the way it really pulls people in and like it's a time suck. Uh, it's a consciousness suck. Um, so yes, obviously there, it's a big difference yet. It happens subtly, I think to us sometimes. True. Yeah. And I agree mm -hmm. with that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So I, I am so with you on energetics and frequency that bringing it into the mainstream. I'm really like, I'm really, I bristle when people say even they say, say the word woo woo, not only when people are like saying, oh, that's woo woo where they're judging, but people who are exploring energy and using it from a state of sovereignty and empowerment to almost apologize for it. it was like well i'm really woo woo i'm like no sweetheart you don't have to use that word to excuse something that is for you and even though that's anecdotally because it's just your experience it's real it's evidential and you know the evidential experience is different for everyone so i'm on that mission as well to make this make your your soul normal <laughs> Make it a part of the conversation. So people are often looking for their purpose, which is interesting mm -hmm. because it's not somewhere out there. How do you discuss that life purpose? Is that's a part of you of the how you want the conversation to be normalized around life purpose and soul purpose? Talk to us about that. And we will be right back. Hello, my friend. I have something to share with you. Introducing 
easy intuition and meditation coaching, a two and a half month live and interactive spiritual coaching and personal growth program. I created this program because I truly believe it will change lives. I do not speak this lightly. I have personal evidence that this training and coaching is a life changer. My life was miserable. I moved through the pain and the challenge by kindling a relationship with my intuition. This foundation is meditation, which for me quickly led to compassionate self-inquiry, to know my energy, and to heal my repressed emotions and traumas. And this was all brightened with the tools of divination. If meditation can break generations of trauma and suffering as it did in my life, I know it can change anyone's life. I had guides, teachers, and coaches to help to light the path for me. In our two and a half month program, you will receive education, meditations, and live group coaching sessions. You will be handed the keys to your own kingdom of heaven, and you will probably make new lifelong friends. It is perfect for all levels of spiritual development and meditation practice. This program starts November 1st, and you do not want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in to your intuition. I love you, whoever you are. And now back to the show. Because that was so huge for me. Like mm -hmm. I remember I remember thinking when I learned about it, I was like, why am I just now learning about life purpose? I mean, this yeah. is something that we should be taught at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old is like, hey, you have this thing and you're, it's yeah. what you were born to do. And it's going to grow and change and shift and evolve as you grow and change and shift and evolve. But the key to true fulfillment and true alignment and true expansion in your life is is getting on board with this purpose and aligning your personality with that of your soul. If we mm. were having that conversation in elementary schools, that we would live in a very different world. And I do believe that when you're in alignment with, you know, I call it soul integration, when your your soul is aligned with your personality and your personality, your personas, whatever they are, are, are acting on behalf of your soul of something bigger. Because they're all different pieces of us, right? And we have we have different personas, we have different feelings, we have we're human. We're gonna have a judge, an inner judge inside of us. So we're gonna have, um, you know, different pieces of us: a, a wounded child, um, an excited, a beautiful goddess, or cut type of King Zeus energy for the men. Like we're gonna have all of these energies in us, and then we have this beautiful, wise, divine piece of us. And when we can let that piece of us drive our decisions and where we're going, everything changes. And so there's so many different layers to purpose. You know, I think we can get a little bit tripped up on what's my purpose and how am I going to find my purpose? And I, I don't think that's the right road to take. I think the road to take is setting an intention that you want to be shown your purpose, setting an intention you want to be in ready to receive and in alignment with your mission. So I believe that if you think of like the world globe as like a puzzle, if you think it's all kind of coming apart as a puzzle and each time someone drops into their alignment, it's like a, another piece of the puzzle comes together. And so your purpose is for you, but your mission is for the world. Yes. And yes. And so it's like if for if someone listening, if you think you know your purpose, I want to encourage you to, to open up because there's another evolution ready for you. 
it, you know, every time we think we're super clear on it, it's like, okay, what's the next iteration? And for someone that's like, I'm lost. I have no idea what my purpose is. I want to tell you, focus on what feels exciting. Focus on what you feel called to do. Focus on the books, the podcasts, the teachers, wherever it is, you, you will be led. Like I remember, you know, in the beginning, there were certain, I would look on websites at retreats and there were some that would feel like they were jumping off the screen to me. And those are the ones where I got the most healing and the most transformation. I would be looking at books and there's a cover of one that I would love the cover. And it was like, that was my soul telling me like this, read that mm -hmm. book. It's for you. Same with podcasts. I would just get these intuitive hits of like, you know, and so it's like we're guided along this path and this puzzle. And it doesn't always have to mean that we need to know like your purpose is today you're going to X, Y, Z. Tomorrow you will, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's more like how can you get behind something that feels exciting? And then you will get clarity. Like, like I said, a big part of my purpose and my mission is to activate consciousness in a fun and magical way, to make a mainstream conversation of understanding about purpose, about, about your power, about everything that you can create with your energy. And I do it in a way where I'm putting uh, bite-sized, like, layman pieces that are di very digestible that anyone can get. So, for example... I was, I was having dinner last night with a friend and he was asking me about my book, Quantum Vibes. And he's like, I'm so impressed. And he was like, now, what does it mean when you take law of attraction and intersect it with neuroscience and quantum physics? Because that's what I talk about in my group. And my, I mean, in my book, Quantum Vibes. And he was like, well, it sounds, it, that sounds a little complicated. And I'm like, it does sound complicated. But when you read the book, it's not. Because what I do is I take the pieces and dissect them. So into fun stories. So there's entertainment there and really digestible bite-sized pieces. And so he was telling me about a book that he had, he was trying to read by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I love Dr. Joe. Um, I think he's amazing. He's definitely been inspiration for me and I love his work. And he, he said, my friend said, he said, I couldn't get past it. And I've heard other people tell me about that. And Dr. Joe speaks like a little more, especially if you're reading a book versus like being with him in person, it's a little more higher level. It's a little more to the scientist mind where I speak to, you know, the person that, that doesn't need a PhD, <laughs> doesn't want a PhD that maybe got bored in science, but that wants dreams and that wants happiness and fulfillment and abundance. And so we all have a mission and we all have a purpose. And it's like, the more you can get connected to that, the more fulfilled that you will feel, but you don't need to put so much pressure on it that you're like, where's my purpose? Where's my purpose? Where's my purpose? It's more like, okay, I'm going to make this choice and this intention to, um, to really come into alignment with my heart and my soul. And I'm going to be okay with the timing that it drops in. And I'm going to do my part to get there. Mm. Oh, I love that. Do my part. That's something, <clears throat> my guides, there's a, a something I wrote down even on my phone. I have to look at it. And it says, um, providing you do your part, everything you require will be given to you. Mm. And I, just, I read that over and over because they're like, just do your part. Just do your part. And I love that you highlight the personality, how you say, let your personality be shaped by your purpose. Because like when we're saying, where's my purpose? I think that's the personality saying it. And the personality is the passenger. It's not the driver. It's not even, it's not the vehicle. It's the passenger. And it's meant to just, you know, say, oh, that's pretty out the window. <laughs> but we do live, we think we're living from the personality and it, it can't ever really truly be satisfied. 
well, we can't be satisfied by living by the personality alone because obviously the soul is how we live. That's, that's the truth of who we are, the depths of who we are. Yeah. Well, I love what, I love how, what you're saying in this analogy, because I actually, I talk about, um, an exercise that I created is called the wheels in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who's driving? Because most of us want, try to force our personality or a piece of us to drive. Yeah. When the magic is in letting your soul drive. Yes. And it's a dance that like exactly what you said, the personality should kind of be like hands off the wheel in the passenger, like going with the flow, taking, you know, taking the the detours when they need to or or she needs to. But most of us don't live that way. Most of us live in this third dimensional, predictable, predictable way of moving. This is what I like. This is what I desire. And that's not where the magic is. Mm -hmm. The magic is in the unpredictable, like, wow me, take my breath away moments that your personality could never tee up for you, but your soul Mm -hmm. could. Mm -hmm. I have had the moments that you're talking about at the beginning of your um, story with the soul voice coming through that solar plexus area. And that's your inner authentic voice is what the way that I identify it. It's the soul's voice. Mm -hmm. And what's so beautiful about it is that it knows you. And so when you hear for me, her voice, I believe her. And because as she speaks, she speaks with the authority of knowing all of my intentions, seeing all of my mistakes seeing my potential, seeing the good deeds that I have done and loving me anyway and encouraging me anyway. So it's not just like when your mom tells you you're wonderful or your best friend or your partner. It's someone who's seen every moment of your life and you can feel it in the authority of her love and her voice to you, like her yours telling you, girl, <laughs> how do you, do you have any techniques or any, any ways that a person can cultivate that, to hear that or feel that voice? Yeah, for sure. Good. Good. So that is really about opening your channels. Yeah. Um and and going deeper into the layers of your heart. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different nuances here. And inside of Quantum Vibes, I I, I share seven quantum tools. And I don't want to I don't like listing out the quantum tools because I think it kind of takes the magic, but I'll I'll touch <laughs> on a couple of them that would be helpful for the question that you asked. Great. So really understanding that there is an infinite field, the quantum field, there's an infinite field of possibility available to us when we can plug into it. The personality wants to think the quantum field doesn't exist. The soul knows that it does. Mm -hmm. And so I have this analogy where when I was a little girl, I, I used to dream. I, I would love to dream. I was very intuitive. I had all these, you know, like my imagination would, would be wild, right? Mm-hmm. And I had this vision of what I call a button house. And a button house is like a beautiful home, anywhere that you can, you can imagine somewhere you'd love to be. And you walk into the button house and you kind of look around and you take inventory And there's all different buttons, different shapes and sizes all up and down the walls. And each little button represents a wish or a dream. And so let's just, we'll use the dream of like life purpose, of hearing your inner voice, of of really feeling that ooey gooey expansive fulfillment that you only feel when you're in that soul and soul integration and that soul integrated place. And 
you walk over and you push the button and it's like, bing, here's your soul integration. <laughs> or yeah. like, bing, let me show you a vision of your life purpose. <laughs> or, you know, like if you wanted to play around, like you could say you wanted a million dollars and it's like, here's, an, here's the ATM filled with a million dollars for you. Congratulations. So it's like, it's this place where everything you could ever desire is there. All you have to do is put your intention and your energy on it. And so starting to get a little bit less serious about yeah. things, activating that play energy, letting yourself dream, dream bigger, knowing that anything is possible. And that, that in itself, you're opening up a field of, of potentiality that, you, that didn't exist to you before because you were closed off to it. Um, really starting to think about where, where you can align your energy more with that love frequency. Yeah. So, you know, we have channels and most of the, most of our channels are clogged from belief systems, from, uh, stories or programs that we, we took on as a child, um, from food that we've eaten, mm -hmm. from toxic media yeah. <laughs> spilling out in our yeah. homes over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, a couple of things is like aligning with that energy of love and above. And what I mean by that is dropping into a meditative state, yeah. connecting, plugging into a beautiful high vibration. And so I've meditated every single day since May 11th, 2014. So to me, this is something that's very important, even if it's five, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, plugging in. I have tons of free guided meditations that I'm happy to help share uh, with anyone. They're on my website. They're for free. And I'll, I'll give you the link too for your show notes. Great. Um, really. So meditation, opening up your channels, cleaning your channels. And if you think about it, we wash our hair, we wash our faces, we wash our clothes, we wash our dishes, we wash the sheets. But do you, are you washing your energy? A cleansing and a rinsing of your energy. And that's simple. You can do that in many ways. Meditation, a salt bath, a visualization. Um, Essential oils can help with that. Really going into, if you step into a retreat or a beautiful place where someone holds space doing different programs can really rinse, rinse and clear your energy depending on what the intention and, and, and who's teaching. So really thinking about are your channels open? Because if you think about like a pipe and if it's clogged, there's nothing getting through the pipe. But if you're able to clear the channel of the pipe, and the plumber comes and gets all the gook and the, the, everything out, all of a sudden you don't have anything stopped up anymore and the water's flowing. Well, that's how we are with our energetic channels. It's like once you cleanse, cleanse it, it's like you get all these ideas. You, you can start hearing the voice all the time. It's like all of a sudden you're inspired. It's, it's constant. And so we have this never-ending flow of, of ideas, of dreams, of communications to us, but are we listening and are we cleaning and cleansing our channels? Mm -hmm. Yes. Meditation. Uh, I'm a hypnotherapist and, you know, meditation is hypnosis. It is, you know, when we are, we're altering our state and we're moving into the realm of subconscious, unconscious, and that is actually the realms of soul. And so it's really, it, I, I think this is something that I think it is fortunately somehow in some ways becoming more mainstream that we understand that meditation is um, 
it's not just for monks and people who barely have jobs or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just primordial to being a human spiritual being. And you are a human spiritual being or the being part of it is spiritual and it is connecting to the pure being. And so it's the reset every day. So absolutely. I, I think it's important, especially to do it before you start your day. And then if you can, you know, maybe when you end your day, but other times where you are resetting and you're reconnecting to that purity to disconnect from conditioning and illusion and the things that are clogging those channels. It's so, mm -hmm. so important. And it's yeah, cornerstone of, <laughs> I think of all human life. It really is. And yes. that's something that should be taught in school as well. <laughs> Agreed. A hundred percent. It should be mm -hmm. like before recess, let's do a meditation or after recess, yeah. we come in, we do a meditation and then we get mm -hmm. going. You know, yeah. again, that would change the world right there. That one that will help the kids sit still, if mm -hmm. you know, some of them too, because they're all hyped up on other people's energy. And, you know, I've heard, I don't have children, human children myself, but I've heard teachers say that a child can meditate basically as many, as many years, as many minutes, as many years they are. So a three-year-old, you could see, probably have to sit with your three-year-old and you do it together. But, you know, for three minutes, you can hold the space for the three-year-old to begin to learn the process of disconnecting and mm -hmm. connecting to that pure space. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing if, if children, it was just normal. And my goodness, we are, we are working really hard to tell them things that, that, that aren't, you know, natural to them <laughs> all the time. We are working hard to condition the children. So, you know, with good intentions so that they can figure out how to function in this world. But we also need to teach them how to reset and be connected to that pure space of the soul so that they can really let the true driver drive. Yeah, For sure. For sure. So uh, talk a little more, if you will, about, you know, the conversation of energetics and like, it, is that, whether that's how that is in your book, Quantum Vibes, or how that played into the very, very popular TED Talk? Yeah. So everything I teach basically is is about energetics. And so mm -hmm. what I mean by this is I believe that our energy is our most prized possession, is our, our biggest, deepest, wildest superpower. We all have it. Most of us don't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And so it's less sometimes about what you're doing and more about the energy that you're doing it in. Mm -hmm. So if you think about quantum physics, basically, I'm just going to make this super layman, um, but, but quantum physics just tells us that everything is energy. All that means is like the hat on my head breaks down to atoms, cells, and molecules that is a vibration, a frequency. It means that our skin, our eyes, our, our tendons, our bones, our, our organs break into atom cells and molecules that, that are a vibration. And what we, what we know is that just the same way that anyone that's listening to this, they plugged into a frequency a vibration of sound. And it's like, boop, here we are. We can do that as well with our, our being. Now it's a little more challenging because we have the subconscious mind and, and programming and everything that we need to, to unlearn, rewire all of the things. But when we understand the energy and energetics behind manifestation and creating, which is, I do, I do go into this in detail in, in my book, Quantum Vibes. It's like, you activate a superpower that you didn't know that you had. And every human being, if you're breathing, you have it. 
And so it's about kind of taking your mindset and, and what are the things that you believe and where are you plugging your energy to and can you hold the frequency and the vibration of what you desire and be so solid and sovereign in that that you don't even need the results to appear mm -hmm. because you hold the feeling. And it sounds easy. <laughs> and sometimes in some cases it can be. And in many cases, it can be very difficult. And so what happens is our human kicks in. Yeah. Our human kicks in and says, where is it? You've mm -hmm. been manifesting that or I've been manifesting that in quotes, you know, for years. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And when we're in the where is it energy, we're not an energetic match for it arriving. And so it's this game that we have to play to be willing to feel uncomfortable, to be willing to fail, to be willing to feel disappointed in order to really get the dreams. And that's understanding the energy behind what you're doing and the energetics of it. And so when you can learn to create with your energy, that is energetics. When you can really be a, pay attention to what's the energy, you know, even just like you set this beautiful intention before we, we started this conversation, that's energetics. You're saying, you know what, I'm going to consciously create an intention of how I want this to go. So I'm going to use my statements. I'm going to use my energy, my power. I'm going to set an intention. And it goes in the universe like a magnet. Yeah. You know, you can say... Um, Okay, let's say there's something that you don't like is, is happening in your life. And you can give it all your energy. You can fight it. You can push up against it. Or you can say, you know what? I have emotional intelligence and I understand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn really how to elevate my emotional intelligence in this moment. And whatever's happening, it's a bummer. And I, I feel X, Y, and Z about it. And I'm not going to not feel. I'm going to let myself feel. Yeah. And I'm going to think of how, how is this a blessing? What am I learning from this? How can I use this in a way that's going to help create something amazing in the world? How can I use this as, as fuel, as power? How can I repurpose this energy that doesn't feel good and turn it into something that does? That's energetics. And some of the greatest things that you'll create and that will happen will come from those spaces and places when you understand how to use your energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I uh, told the story in a few podcasts back, I think, that I, when I was working, it was back when I was a bartender and bar manager and I was miserable, <laughs> really like wanting to shift that. But I, I had gotten like a new job that it was miserable for me. But I, I, I decided to start that one off with the acceptance of my feeling that I was ready to move on from this. And mm -hmm. I accepted it. I didn't like resist feeling it. I didn't like get mad at myself for feeling it. I didn't push it away. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to move on. That's a weird place to be, to be in a transition. Okay. But that's still a place to be. And I'm just going to focus on going into work every day and being kind. I can, I can manage, I can think about kindness. And uh, it was only four months later that my life changed like it was like 360 but i did i had to practice it for a while it was four months you know what i mean it was like two months before the beginning of the new opportunity and it was like another two months before it landed but i was like i'm going to keep practicing this because honestly it just feels better anyway right mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't feel better to yeah to just to, to feel better it feels better to feel better that's that's a good intention that leads us to intuition you know i i read that when you first when you first kind of tapped into your intuition, you were nervous or like a little afraid of it. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, so when I'm very intuitive, I have mm -hmm. all of the clairs, everything that you yeah. can have. And I've learned to 
use it in a way that that feels really in alignment mm-hmm. with with who I am and what my mission is. Because I yeah. think sometimes with intuition, we feel like, oh, what does that mean about me? Or how's that going to change my life? Or what do I need to do with it? And I believe that we all have gifts, just the same as everyone can play the piano. It's like some people can sit down and they play the piano like the most beautiful musician you've ever heard and because it's natural. Yeah. Some people, they need like, five to 10 lessons, then they're pretty good. Some people need lessons for five years, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So intuition to me is like that. And for me, you know, I talked about opening our channels. Well, as I was opening my channels, it, my intuition started to bust open and I got very scared. I didn't know how to manage it or, or what to do with it. And, and actually I write about this in my book, Girl Awakened, which is a quote unquote fictional book with a whole lot of truth about a girl awakening. And it's loosely based on my own story. And I believe that we're in a time where people are, we're evolving as the human species and we're being called to connect to our purpose and our power and our own intuitive gifts. The veil is thin and the frequency is rising. So for me, when this started happening for me in 2013 and 14, I was terrified. I was scared. I didn't know anyone that was intuitive like this. I didn't know what these gifts were, how to manage them when I was having visions or seeing things or hearing things that scared me. And I almost like checked myself in like a loony bin. That's how I was feeling. I was like, I'm hearing voices. I'm going crazy. Mm -hmm. Then I learned what was actually happening. And I learned that you can turn it up, you can turn it down. And I also learned like, how do I want to use these gifts in a way that serves me? And so what's kind of happened and cultivated over the years is I've, I've created this own way of using my intuition. Yeah. And, you know, I'll stand there sometimes and like I'll be on a stage and I'll channel the most beautiful message. It just moves through me. And someone will say, can you repeat that? Nope. (laughs) I wasn't there. (laughs) I don't even know what I just said, but I know it was amazing. Who wrote that down? You know, uh, we have it recorded, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, So, so it's like one of those things. It's really like, I equate it to being in the zone. If you think of like an athlete, and you just watch an athlete in, in the, like a baseball player and they're, they hit the home run and then they're running. It's like they're in the zone. If you've seen Adele on the stage <laughs> and she's playing the piano and her, something's moving, something bigger is moving through her. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's doing anything great is usually channeling something bigger than themselves. It's, it's mm-hmm. that soul integration. Their soul is in the driver's seat. They're allowing the divine to move through them and it's felt. And so for me, I do that in conversation. I'm able to shift and move energy in conversation. I'm able to help connect people to their heart and their soul simply through presence. Um, And in the way that I'm teaching, when I'm on a stage, in my writing, when if you read either Girl Awakened or Quantum Vibes, you you feel it. You will feel it in your cellular memory. And so that's kind of the way that I've chosen to bring that higher frequency through is in just the work that I'm doing. And, you know, in coaching containers and in in stages and retreats and programs, stuff just moves through me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not the type that sits down like, yes, I can do a body scan. I can do certain things. But that's not that's not the way that I choose to usually use it. It's usually like something's going to come through or I'm going to have a vision. I'm going to share it with you and, and you in your power 
go from that. I believe that it's very important that we encourage every person to connect to their own power. Yes, we need guides, but we also need to make our own decisions and be our own gurus instead of looking for someone else to tell us what to do and to validate us and to show us the way. And so it's like how I try to say, how can I inspire someone? How can I hold the space for them to integrate their own soul, for them to clean out their own channels and for them to calibrate to that, that new level of where they want to go, but from a place of, of their sovereign power. Mm, I use that exact same analogy of music. I usually say singing though. (laughs) And because it was for me when I had my awakening, for example, um, my husband and I had been together nine years. And so we were both having this strange experience of what was happening to me, but he is a musician. He's a composer. Mm -hmm. So really, and I was, you know, an actor. So it was easy for me when I realized, oh, it's just intuitive. The intuitive frequency, the creative frequency are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And that helped us to just, I was like, you know how you sit down to, I was telling my husband to write a new piece and you kind of like shift out and you, maybe you fiddle around with some of the music, you know, to start the juices flowing, but it just starts to show up. It's, mm-hmm. you know, writing is it's channeled. It's just shown up from 100%. somewhere else. So it's, this again, I think is a way that we can help people to realize it's perfectly natural, energetics, psychism, intuitiveness, whatever, you know, and your soul following the soul purpose is, it's just how we are. It's, you know, we have unfortunate um, conditioning from, you know, dogma and and just all kinds of fear-based conditioning whether it's from religion or just from society and that's that's just what we need to clean out it's part of cleaning the pipes i think yeah yeah and i think we've come a long way and i think i think it is less and less i mean it depends on who your circle is you know Mm -hmm. like for me back in the day when i was awakening there was no one in my circle that understood this now my circle is filled with people yeah. that this is all they talk about. And the fact that my TEDx talk, you know, with zero marketing, fully organic has reached 2.6 million people on its own, a 16 minute conversation about energy and frequency in your body. There's an interest, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. more and more people are waking up to this truth. And I do think it's important that we, we hold it in our power and we create the normalcy around it. And yeah. so, if, you know, if anyone's feeling scared or feeling like, like they're lost. They, I can tell you this, there's so many people that are on this path and on this journey. And the more that you're on this path and you're on this journey, the more fulfilled that you feel, the more that your energy is cleared and clean, the more that you get to really, really sit in the goodness and the juiciness of what we came here to do. And it's magic. Yeah. Ooh, that's good stuff. Do you know your human design? Yes. Um, Manifesting just, generator? No, everyone <laughs> not that. Cause I am like, I, I have a unique I'm a projector, actually. Okay. Okay. But I have, of course, the defined throat. I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, well, that's why I thought it was because I felt the defined throat for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I have the genius freak, which I don't know if you know about that, but that's someone I was actually on a podcast and they were like, oh, they were looking at my chart. They're like, oh, you have the genius freak. So Is that a channel? Uh, they refer to it as the genius freak or what? It's some, there's two gates that are open and it's rare. Is oh, okay. Name. Oh, I have to, you're going to have to give me, you're going to have to give me a chart. I got to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy to. And then, what's, your, um, what's your authority and your profile? My authority is um, sacral. And no, if you're a projector, you don't have sacral. Maybe it's splenic though. It's sacral. It's, oh, well then projectors don't have sacral energy. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, because I really think, I, I really think it is sacral. Um, 
solar, solar. It's not sacral. You're solar right. plexus, emotional. Solar plexus. Okay, so Thank emotional. You. Yeah, Thank yeah. You for, for correcting me. That's new. Yeah. And then I think I'm a six two. Okay, but cool. I don't. Yeah. Again, I'm still learning all of this. And it's so amazing, though. How long have you been like working in your in your experiment? Um, not that long, only a few months. And then I have cool. this other thing in the heart, like the mm -hmm. heart. Cause I said to the girl that first like gave me my reading, I'm like, I, I like, there's some things that resonate with me about projector for sure. And there's mm -hmm. some that don't. And she said, because you're, you have all these unique nuances, like the defined throat. And then the other girl told me the genius freak. And then I have my heart motor is turned on yeah. whatever that means. And she said yeah. that like most, most projectors don't have that. And so it's like, I have a, I'm a very unique yeah. Projector. Well, and if you have the solar plexus and the heart, those are both motor centers. And so you actually, as a projector, which they're technically non-energy types, but you have energy resource in those. Those are both motors and who knows, mm -hmm. maybe you have another motor center too. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I could feel that throat. That's why I was like, and I could feel the the, the energy of it. So that that's really that's fascinating. Oh, I'd love to see your chart. I, I just, I love to see everybody's chart. <laughs> People always guess me as a manifesting generator. Always. Because I really? do have so much going on. And I do, I kind of play in that field. But I am like, this, where I work in sprints. I've always been that way. Yeah. So there, you know, obviously the when I speak, you know, it's mm -hmm. people hear it. So it's, it is interesting, the dance, but yes, I love, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I love learning about all this too. Yeah. And you can summon the, the sacral energy, which is what a manifesting generator would have. You have the throat energy that a man, that a manifesting generator and a manifester have. So yes. you can kind of for a while look like one. And I, when have, you're an doing... open, I have an open sacral. So I yes. actually, when I'm around people that have sacral, yeah. I, I can't pull, pull on that. So maybe yeah, that you amplify it. Is. Yeah. yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. And with the, with the, uh, yeah, with the throat energy too, when you actually pull in that sacral energy, it probably does define to your throat and depending on who you're around. So yeah. And I, I'm an, I'm a reflector, so I have all, everything's open, mm -hmm. but it could be also that like, I have a, a hanging gate that connects to one of your hanging gates and then we connect a channel. And that's why it felt like that to me. I'm just so fascinated yeah. with it. It's just <laughs> such an amazing technology really for us. So, yeah. well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, I would love to uh, learn about how people, we have your books and I want you to remind us of what those are and we have in the show notes, of course, but how is, are, are there ways that people can connect with you and work with you? You mentioned coaching containers. Are those going on now? Yeah. Yeah. I have an amazing high-level mastermind. I have a whole year-long program that I'm just kicking off for, for somebody that really wants to walk the walk of true embodiment and come into alignment. And that's all of my programs, some opportunity for coaching, some really other special things. I'm just launching that now, actually. Um, I teach, I have some speak your soul programs, really teaching people how to channel, how to speak their soul and create magnetism, whether you want to do that on the TEDx stage, or you want to do that on different stages, you want to get booked to paid, you want to really elevate your message through your, through your, um, your mission through your message, excuse me. Um, Instagram, I'm always on Instagram. Come say hello. I love it when people are engaging with my, my Instagram. It means so much to me. It's at Suzanne Adams Inc. And then I want to show you cause I haven't shown you yet. The, um, this is my new book, Quantum Vibes. Oh, I just cover. love the cover. It's so beautiful. Sacred Geometry. It's uh, launch date is October 11th. So I'm not sure when this is going to be airing, but if it's October 11th, you can get it after anytime after that, or you can pre-order it if it's before. And then my book, Girl Awaken. Um, and this is really kind of, I like to call it like Harry Potter meets Eat, Pray, Love. 
And mm. it's just a fun, mystical, magical journey that will activate your frequency. That is something, it's a nice book that you can, like, you don't think during it. You get to just mm. be in the moment and be with the story and really just have, uh, activate your imagination in a fun and mystical, magical way. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for all of the amazing work you're doing on our beautiful world. I would love to continue to support you because I think it is very important. And um, it's it. we are heading, we are in a paradigm shift and you're doing the um, the remembering. You're helping us to remember. So I I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you for that very much. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure and such an honor. Thank you for having me on and thank you everyone for listening. Super fun, so much fun. Well, I hope you did, as I asked, as I invited you to, <laughs> I hope you soaked up that positivity and that light. And this actually, this idea of soaking up light and positivity reminds me of a quote. Well, it's a quote as I'm quoting this uh, <laughs> in this moment. Reminds me of something from The Law of One, which is also called The Raw Material, R-A. And if you're not familiar with it, this was a work that was created in the 80s and like I think 1986 by three people who were practicing and researching channeling. And you can actually find it for free. The whole transcript of this whole channeling journey that they recorded and um, that the name of the channel was, because she's passed now, Carla Ruckert. Then there was Jim McCarty, who is still with us as the one of the questioners, but also transcribing the events, the, the conversations. And then the, the kind of head researcher was Don Elkins. And anyway, you can find it. You can find the whole transcript just by Googling, um, well, the law of one, raw, R-A. Or you can go to the website L slash L research and you can download it for free you can also just find different books where they've they published it in different forms and you can actually purchase them so anyway what i wanted to share with you is one of the one really pivotal one standout powerful standout quote from the social memory complex identifying itself as raw as channeled through carla and they're at they ask the question like how do we overcome challenges in our lives. And Ra answers that there is no overcoming, that what we do is we accept the experiences of our life and distill from it the love and the light and the learnings. And I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but definitely it's distill the love and the light from them. And in the accepting of our experiences of this life, being able to distill it to the love and the light, to even the things that were pain and suffering and the things that are, I'm using air quotes now, wrong, love can make what was wrong right. And it makes us stronger and it makes us wise and it makes us capable to help others. And that gives us freedom, right? Because we cannot control what happens here. 
it is, even though, you know, we have this understanding in metaphysics and, you know, with law of attraction that our inner vibration and our inner world is expressed outwardly. What is outside is what is going on inside as above, so below. It's true. And part of that is that we signed up to experience challenges and trials and things that would put us through uh, experiences that would make us stronger. And sometimes we hear that, you know, what's happening outside is because of what's inside. And we hear it as judgment and I need to make everything perfect and correct. And that is absolutely not <laughs> true. <laughs> that has no universal wisdom in it. When, and we tend to dwell in that from time to time. But what we all do desire is freedom. So if we can't control or change the outside and what we perceive as wrong, what if we could just perceive it as fine, accurate, okay, and actually benefiting us? Ooh, that's what I'm trying to work on every day. Distilling from it the love and the light. That's true freedom. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Suzanne Adams. Do be sure to check the show notes to find the different offerings, ways to be in contact with Suzanne and, of course, with myself. Thank you so much for being here. I invite you once again to leave us a review and to make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button in your app as well. And you are a light that we could not do without. So thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.